Welcome back to our big broadcast, Coast to Coast, Border to Border, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and JiggyJaguar.us for our official app. And uh, we've got a great guest joining us on Skype Audio today. Go ahead and uh, give us a brief introduction on yourself, my friend. Hello. I don't know if I can follow that very, very excited intro. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm Lisa. I directed this documentary called Life After Flash, which is coming out this year, which follows the life of Sam J. Jones, a.k.a. the man who... You saved the universe, uh, Flash Gordon, which yes. is exciting. Now, uh, why did this happen? Why, why, why did all this? Why, why, why did you decide that this needed to be a, a documentary? Take me through all of this. Well, that is a great question. Um, it was. It, I had loved Flash Gordon since I was really little, um, and it just happened that I had had a background in documentaries anyway. And a friend of mine had worked with him on in this UK show called The Jump, where celebrities do like ski jumps. Um, and she got to know him then. And when she spoke about him, I was amazed that she had worked with Flash Gordon. Um, very jealous. And I, it was just a conversation at a party. And I said, I, I would love to know what he's done since the film. You know, it was such a great film. And I hadn't known that he had done really anything else apart from Ted. Um, and it just kind of went from there. I put a proposal together. She sent it to his agent. He wanted to chat. I Skyped him. I was very nervous. Uh, we met him. And then it, yeah, just kind of snowballed from there. But it was just, it wasn't really a conscious effort that I went out and said, I want to do a film about Flash Gordon. Um, it, it started off a film about kind of what he had done since the film. And then it snowballed into a celebration of the film as well. Because uh, you, you can't really do a film about Flash Gordon without talking to all the cast and crew. Now, um, uh, hunting, it hunting just felt like the right time to do it. Hunting down uh, a lot of these folks. Uh, how did you exactly go about doing that? It was very, very tough. I'm not going to lie. It was really, really tough. Um, I mean, Sam. Obviously, we had the connection through the agent, um, and it and it's hard when you're trying to go through a lot of agents because they're kind of the gatekeeper to someone, whether or not they want to do it. So I battled trying to find other avenues to get them. You know, a lot of searching, a lot of phone calls, a lot of Googling, a lot of pleading. Um, and it, I was really lucky in the people that I found. Um, it was shot in the UK, so a lot of the people happened to be in the UK anyway. Um, I'm very good at researching, so I do, you know, go through a lot of back doors and, and avenues to try and find another way to get hold of people apart from just through an agent. Um, you know, we didn't get everyone for various reasons, there's some people who aren't in it, but I think we have a really great collection of people who are in it, um, which was good. But it was that was one of the toughest things is trying to just find these people because I just had no idea. I had no yeah. connections to them originally. Well, it is a uh, it is it is it is a pretty cool little project. We've got Lisa Downs with us today. Uh, check out lifeafterflash.com for more information. It's a feature documentary. Looking at the real man behind the legend of Flash Gordon. It was directed by Lisa Downs, our guest today. And uh, she joins us here on our big broadcast. Now, um, I've seen the, the, the trailer, and uh, this this is absolutely amazing. Uh, you know, his, his reaction to... Uh, Going to a Comic Con <laughs> is, is my favorite part of this. Um, that that experience, you know, I started going to Comic Cons a few years ago, and I'd heard it's a about whole other world. it is a whole other world. You are correct. <laughs> 
what was what was some of the reactions to uh, to 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 people because this. Uh, Flash Gordon is a uh, is a classic in the sci-fi and Comic-Con world and uh I'm 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 sure that was just very entertaining to him and I'm sure to you and and, and a few others. It, do you know what the Comic-Cons I had never been to a Comic-Con before filming this and now I'm a seasoned pro at six visits to Comic-Cons. Um but it it was it was interesting because so many people there you're with people who totally understand why you want to do it and totally love the film and if they haven't seen it they appreciate that they probably should watch it if someone loves it so much and it has such a following um but what really surprised me is we spoke to a lot of the guests that were at the comic cons as well as the fans and they were people that i would never think of contacting just if i was trying to come up with an interviewee list um but people like robert rodriguez and sean gunn and michael rooker and all these people that end up being like massive fans of flash gordon and i had no idea like how I, I wouldn't know what they personally like in movies so that to me was the most interesting as we kind of went around and asked people hey what do you think of the film and sam and, and they were just so keen to do interviews because they had seen it when they were eight or nine and had that, that experience that a lot of people had where their dad took them and you know and that was really that was really cool to see and and seeing like robert rodriguez being really nervous to go to Sam's table to ask for an autograph and he'd never met him and then he went to Melody and you know he he was there as a fan um so that was really cool but I just it's got such a community when you go to a comic-con and it's nice to to go well maybe I'm not crazy loving films like this you know (laughs) there are other people like me so uh so it was cool I really I really enjoy them and the people who run them are super friendly and supportive and you know that's what you need when you're doing an independent film well, it is a uh, it, it is it is a fantastic fantastic uh, look today at the film Life After Flash. Check out lifeafterflash.com. dot com. That's the official website where you can get all the information on how uh, how this film was put together, some of the crew, some of the festivals, uh, all, all the different things. Um, talk to me a little bit about the music because the music of Flash Gordon. Uh, with Queen is uh, is absolutely amazing. Um, talk to me mm-hmm. a little bit about how you guys deal with that in the movie, as far as the as far as the music is concerned. We certainly we certainly celebrate it. I don't think you could have a film about Flash Gordon and not touch on the music. And for me, you know, there are certain like if there's a cast member that you can't quite get, you just go, well, you know, I'll, I'll make it work. But I just feel like you can't have a film without someone from Queen in it. And we had had an interview with Howard Blake, who I don't know if you're familiar with him in the States, it's been in the UK. He's, he's pretty big because he composed this film called The Snowman, which is, yes. you know, every, yes. everyone's childhood in, in England. Um, so we had spoken to him and he did all the orchestral scores for the film. Um, and so we chatted to him and I tried to get to Brian through him and I just couldn't. And he, Brian must have taken like a year and a half to finally get an, a response back from him actually he I woke up and there was an email from Brian May in my inbox and I was super excited um but it took a year and a half to get him actually even nearly two years by the time we actually locked in a date because his schedule kept changing um so we went to his house in England which was amazing you know there's like a queen throne you know, and all the photos <laughs> are everywhere and um and he he wanted to do it where there was a piano because he wanted to play us this little section of the song that no one kind of knew that this this is part that he plays that no one really knew how he did it because they don't show it in the video um 
so that was really surreal having sitting there having him play the flash theme and his flash t-shirt that he came out in um but i so i think we we celebrate the music really well you know and it's it is obviously such a huge part of the film and um i had shown brian the little section that i had cut on it and he said it you know it was very nostalgic and emotional for him which was nice um so i feel like if you're a fan of flash gordon hopefully you won't be disappointed because you do get to hear you know brian in person talking about his experience and then it's matched with people's opinions on what it meant to them and then also howard's point of view um because i don't know if many people knew that there was someone doing the orchestral side of the score yeah um so it, it was i hope we've done it well um it was amazing to to meet bry brian um and yeah so i i feel like we have done it justice i hope i hope we've got because it's uh, such an incredible score isn't it i mean yes, it's so iconic it is. and you can hear it and you know it's it's pretty special it is it is an absolute uh, amazing amazing film uh, and uh, the documentary Life After Flash uh, it is it is an amazing amazing piece you've you've put together a lot of uh, a lot of cool things uh, for this movie how long did this movie take to put together hmm. uh, longer than it should have I think when it's so it it actually took probably about three years to to do um and we're uh yeah we, it was very independent um and anyone who has done independent films knows that you have to really love it <laughs> to to stick with it because there were a lot of times where i just thought i can't i can't keep going you know and it's it's quite um it's quite stressful because you also want to do justice you know and there are certain people that i didn't want to finish it without you know you can't do it without brian may or brian blessed and and it just it kept taking a long time to get these people locked down for an interview and we also did a couple of crowdfunding rounds um to help obviously we're uk based and we were trying to do a film about someone in san diego um so we needed some some backing and we were very lucky with that but it just yeah it it took yeah three years to do with hard work and passion and (laughs) tears uh but yeah so it's it's been um we've been very lucky with the people who have backed us on crowdfunding that have been really patient. You know, if you put in money in 2015, you would expect to see something in maybe 2016. Um, you know, and so people have been really good and kept saying, you know what, we're happy to wait. It doesn't matter. You take your time doing it and make it as good as you can do it. Um, and I think that's what we've done. So we were very lucky that people people understood why it, why it takes so long. You know, we didn't have a full budget up front just to be able to, to go out and shoot it as you would a normal production. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited that it's finished <laughs> for my mental health. We've got Lisa Downs with us today. She joins us talking about Life After Flash. It is uh, an absolutely, absolutely amazing documentary. And uh, she joins us today here on our big broadcast. And uh, the the one thing about uh, I had always heard uh, with this movie uh, and, and everything that, uh, that Sam... This was supposed to be his big launching off point, and he was going mm-hmm. to go do this movie, and then he was going to go be this big, you know, action star. Yeah, and it just didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, and it didn't. And now that uh, he's he's been in the the, the Ted movie, he's been in uh, a, a lot of people, you know have have uh have have heard of your documentary and have uh he he's he's kind of i guess 
regenerated a a, a whole whole other world. Um, just talking to him for the documentary and just talking to him in person. Um, does he appreciate all this now and understand? You know that this is this is a cool deal because people do. You know they love the hell out of that movie. Uh, or 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 is it or does he kind of have some regrets that he never got to be you know Van Dam or Schwarzenegger these guys? We we do cover that very much in the film. Cool. Um, so if cool. you do want answers to that, you can you can get them in the film. But he, the great thing about Sam with this is he kind of came into it and said, you know what, if we're going to do it, let's do it properly. I'll ask me anything you want. He all his friends and family he connected us with and he said to them you know what as long as you're being truthful i don't mind what you say so there are a lot of stories that came out in the process of doing this that i had no idea happened you know and that's one of the struggles i had at the beginning of the film is that how do you kind of write a storyline for documentary you don't know what the story is um but we were very we were very lucky he was very open with it and he he knew that kind of full circle things would pick up again um, you know, he is doing a lot of acting now. Um, he is doing a lot of appearances now. He like genuinely loves the fans that come and visit him and he'll take the time for every single person that comes to talk to, to them. And it's more, it's a deeper level than, oh, what did you think about the film? You know, how did you first see it? It's like, well, what, like, do you need help? Like, do you, what's bothering you? Are you okay? Are you, you know, what can I do? And it's, he tries to connect on a much deeper level and he really appreciates he like he doesn't take it for granted at all that people still love the film which you might you know it's probably very common for some actors to just go i just don't want to talk about it anymore i've done it yeah. i can't keep going on about it but he yeah he he really appreciates and you know other people like melody too who played dale they all say you know just to be a part of something that that connects with people is is something that you know doesn't come along very often um, but yeah, in terms of Sam's like thoughts on his career and what happened and why it happened and why things didn't, didn't happen, uh, we, he spoke about and his friends spoke about and, uh, and it's all in life after flash. Fantastic. Now, uh, yeah, life I've after flash, it. uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, you guys have a presence everywhere and the uh, website is lifeafterflash.com. We now, um, uh, getting a hold of Brian Blast and some of these folks, uh, was was that easy to do, or was that once again another, we got to go through agents and PR people and shenanigans? <laughs> it, he, Brian Blessed was, was actually pretty easy, because he, I had just gone through his agent, and his agent was really lovely. Um, for him, it was just trying to get a time to do it. So... So some people it was a bit stressful that will I get them because I can't get hold of them. And yeah. some people it was stressful because will I get them because they are just so busy. I can't I can't find a time in the diary and I'm trying to navigate like doing shoots as, as well overseas and then they do talks around the country. And so he was one that also he first said yes, just to give you an idea of how these things work. He first said yes in September of 2015. And I interviewed him in February of 2017. Wow. And it, and it was that long of constant emails. And you don't want to, like, be too pushy 
you know, because yes. you don't want them to say, no, I just don't want to deal with you anymore. So it's this fine balance of kind of nudging, but do I wait another three months? Do I wait six months? Do I, you know, just email every day? Uh, so he he was like super willing and really lovely and the agent was lovely, but, but it just, yeah, schedules, you know, and then I have, I, I dealt with some agents who wouldn't, who just were like wouldn't respond or flat out no, and <laughs> yes. so I have to go through. Yes. Like I was stalking people, seeing what appearances they were doing and trying to sneak press passes and you know trying to find their relatives on Facebook to message them to <laughs> you know how you you, like, really, you, just, you you uh, you you do the things that uh, I have been putting up with for a hell of a long time. I completely <laughs> completely understand when you want to get that. Well, you don't want to be rude. And you also realize that 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 some of these folks, uh, these these PR folks, are basically paid to just not do anything. That that, that like you were saying, they you know they just flat out said no. They okay. don't know me anything. They don't know who I am. Yeah, they don't know who you are. They, you know, they and and you're completely correct. They they don't owe you anything and and all that. So, uh, I'm I'm yeah. I'm glad to see that uh, at uh, all these years that I've had to put up with various things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that I'm, I'm not the only know. one out. <laughs> I, mean, I, I won't say who it was, but I even got an email. There was back and forth, and there was maybe a yes to an interview, but it got to a point where they emailed and said. Don't contact me again. Like yes. I don't want to hear yeah. from you anymore. This has to be the last email. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. But maybe just you know. So yeah, it, it. I was like polite and nice, but but it is hard because you do. There was a period where I was. There were certain people that I couldn't get, and I was just thinking, why? Why won't you say yes? Like I'm doing it for the film. The fans love it. Like, don't you want to celebrate it? And then. Then I realized, yeah, like they, what do they owe me? Like, why they that don't too. Have to say yes? That's, you know, I'm. That's the thing. I shouldn't be thinking like that because they have every right to say no. What if they don't want to revisit the film that they did <laughs> 30 odd years ago? <laughs> you know, so I had to try and change my thought process a little bit. And um, I was always very appreciative of the people that said yes, but I had to just go, well, you know, there's only so much you can push people without getting a restraining order. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, right. I, I, I do understand that, yes. Now, yeah. um, Lisa, with with putting this 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 together and putting all these different things uh, and, and chatting with everyone and getting everybody to, you know, getting their takes on different things, was there ever or will there ever be a time where you're going to be able to, basically get everybody back to like um, like having a reunion or whatever is that is that possible or do you know it's funny because i actually did that oh ah, i started yeah that's awesome I, it was it was in england i started this film i, I skyped sam in october 2014 and i didn't understand the gravity of what goes into putting on a reunion event so when i was just emailing sam about some stuff and we were talking about cast members and and he he had just thrown out that, oh, you know, oh, maybe I had thrown out, I forget how it happened, but something about a reunion, you know. And I was like, well, we should do it. It would be amazing for the documentary. And pretty much 2015 was, was I was obsessed with putting on this reunion and it was so massive and so stressful. <laughs> and I, 
I didn't realize how how much work it takes to do it. But we ended up going to the um, this place in London where BAFTA is. Yes. The home of BAFTA in in um, Piccadilly. And it was a nice black tie event. We had about 200 people, fans come. Alex Ross, I don't know if you've seen, it, it might be in the trailer, Alex Ross has done this huge Flash Gordon poster yes. with all the cast on. It was only recent. So that was done for the reunion because he said he wanted a reason to do this poster. And so he did it for a guy called Jason Lenz who you'll see in the film too helped set all this up and he did the the poster to give to we everyone got a massive print of this signed by the cast that were there as part of attending and we had sam melody we we built it around that they were in germany anyway so they came to london for it we had peter wingard um mike hodges was there the director wow um brian blessed we had howard blake the composer uh, we had a couple of the special effects people. Trevor Butterfield was a Hawkman. George Gibbs, who was special effects. Um, the first AD was there. So we had this kind of really lovely evening where everyone watched the film and then they did a Q&A afterwards and then there were drinks and it was nice because everyone mingled um, mingled with everyone. And there's a guy who was also in the film called Bob, Lyndon Mayer, um, yes. who has the most incredible collection of props that I've ever seen and not just Flash Gordon but just of everything you could imagine. And he flew over with, like, the original sword, the original tank top, the original Clytus mask. Um, Holy smokes. I know. And then, like, so you see Peter Wingard holding this Clytus mask, and he just said, I feel like I'm home. (laughs) You know, it was a really really lovely event, and it was something that I will never, ever do again. (laughs) Because it was was just so – I mean – it was just me. It was just me organizing the yes. whole thing, and I'm, you know, trying to navigate yes. everything. And uh, it was, yeah, it was really wonderful. And I, from from what people have told me, they had an amazing time. Um, off the back of it, at certain film festivals with Life After Flash, we may do, um, you know, like a Q and A with some cast members and things. So there may be chances that yeah. that people can kind of see some of the cast. Um, but in terms of big reunion, I'm happy to like to help someone else who wants to do it but i certainly can't <laughs> i certainly won't be doing that again but it was a really wonderful night well that that is that is pretty damn cool we've got uh yeah. Le- oh sorry i was gonna say actually in the credits of the film if people hang around for the credits there's footage of the reunion in in the film of life after Flash. oh wow that's cool yeah that's really cool now um this this is this is an amazing amazing uh, project. When is this going to be publicly available? I know you've done some premieres and and I noticed from the website you're you're working with some folks to uh, to to get to get the film out there wide and everything else. Mm-hmm. So we haven't we haven't had any public screenings yet. We had a couple of private ones for backers and cast, one in LA and one in London also to get kind of some feedback so off the back of those we actually re-edited it a little bit Um, but we are having our world premiere at the Chattanooga Film Festival Uh, it runs from April 5 to 9 Um, so if people want to come and see it they can come and see it there we'll be announcing our UK uh, premiere location and date soon probably in the next couple of months Um, and we're talking to other festivals at the moment about it. And in terms of distribution, we've got our sales agent, AMP, who um, who are taking it to film markets and, and talking to people as we speak. So um, we're hoping that it will be released end of the year, 
you know, something like that. It'll hopefully be this year. Um, but it's definitely in the process of, of getting out there. But it's um, people can definitely start seeing it um, at the film festivals to start with. Fantastic. Well, uh, yeah, it's exciting. I it's appreciate nice finally be able to show people yes. and stop getting questions of when can I see it, when can I see it, and I can just send links and go here. <laughs> go to Tennessee. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, yeah. um, but before we let you go, um, I guess uh, mention the website and social media and how we, how we get in touch with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so website's lifeafterflash.com. Um, we're on facebook i think it's just facebook.com forward slash life after flash and same with twitter um i'm the one that does all the social media so if anyone wants to there's an email address on the website if you message on facebook or twitter it'll be me responding um always happy to chat to people about it um and it's always nice to get comments and questions saying uh saying how excited people are so it's so yeah any of those avenues people can get in contact with well, good stuff. Well, Lisa, I appreciate you making time for us today, and uh, no, we will definitely you. talk to you soon. Thank you, my friend. Yes, thank you so much. Appreciate it. There goes Lisa Downs. Uh, Life After Flash, lifeafterflash.com is the official website. Go check that out. And uh, heck of a movie, heck of a film, and uh, we appreciate her for making time for us today. We're going to take a time out, and when we come back on our big broadcast... We've got more. Stay tuned on the other side coming up. 